You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your host here, Colt Molesky, bringing you daily Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the LockedOn.com website, a convenient location for all of your favorite Locked On podcasts around the network. As well as making sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast when you get there. It's a great way to stay up to date on the league that you love so much, news around the league. And we have a, an exciting announcement. Speaking of the Locked On NBA podcast, we have an exciting announcement. Trevor uh, Booker, who was on the Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, and Indiana Pacers last season has joined the Locked On Network. That's right. We got ourselves a first-round pick who played eight years in the NBA. He is on the Locked On Network. He is one of our senior NBA analysts. He's going to be on as a joining as a guest for the Locked On NBA podcast. He's going to be jumping all over the place for podcasts around the NBA. I'm sure that we'll have him on sometime soon, but he is going to be on consistently and frequently on the Locked On NBA podcast. So make sure to check out his analysis should be pretty fun to have him on, giving another uh, another different flavor, another different look to the, the Locked On NBA podcast. Welcome to him. Should be a good time. So make sure you're checking all that out. Today, we're just going to talk a little bit about the Trailblazers, give you a little bit of a preview of that game. And before we head out and embark on the weekend, I talk a little bit about the the guards against guards. Uh, and why it's so crucial to be versatile today and this weekend. So let's let's jump into it, shall we? So the Timberwolves continuing their home stand tonight. They're playing the Portland Trailblazers, the team that beat them earlier this season. They played them just uh, just last week on the on the road trip that they had on the West Coast. Uh, it did not go well for the Timberwolves. It was a, a very poor, poor outing. And so hopefully now with the new Timberwolves, they can get some traction, play this game a little better, have a little different of an outcome. Obviously, the, the Trailblazers, kind of the same stuff that we were talking about last time they met, is really the, the same type of problem. They're going to shoot a lot of threes, obviously. Damian Lillard playing at a really elite level, at 26.4 points per game, 45% from the field, 36% from three. He's averaging 6.2 assists, uh, 0.7 steals. He's shooting more efficiently. He is, uh, he is not... He is... It, it's kind of on the same trend as Steph Curry where you have an elite point guard who is now taking the next step by being more efficient in his offense. And you see this Portland Trailblazers offense has uh, has been playing really well. And I think it's in large part because of how efficiently Damian Lillard has been playing. Uh, and I know that they they have made some moves that guys like Zach Collins are playing really well this season. It's not just Damian Lillard, but it's a lot of factors around him. And then he is also, in a big way, yet again, gravitating the defense towards himself. 
that's helping them out a lot with his uh, his upper tier play. They're averaging 15, 115.9 points per game. They're shooting 46% from the field, 36% from three-point range as a team, and they're going 11.9 of 32.1 from the three-point line. They're averaging 51 rebounds and 20 assists per game and 14.8 turnovers against six steals. And now getting into some of the more advanced stats for the Trailblazers. If you're looking at their offensive rating, they're posting a 113.5 and a defensive rating of 105.6, which is actually a, a pretty a pretty big positive uh, just because you look at last year, the offensive rating went 8.3, so they're actually a, a good offensive team that was a third team in the, the Western Conference has taken a step up in offensive rating. And so back to that efficiency, they're just they're just running at a full tilt. They're operating at, at full full blast here in the 2018-2019 season. <clears throat> and so they are a very, very dangerous team. And again, a lot of these teams are are hitting a higher level of pace this season. I mean, you look at the Trailblazers, for example, 97.2, they averaged 2017-2018 in a pace rating. And this season, 101.25. And I get that pace is kind of something that the the NBA in general is really jumping on and that everybody seems to be, to be running towards as far as kind of what, the new NBA looks like what is considered regular and the normal for for teams, but that said, there is a difference I think, and I think you're going to see this kind of bear itself out over the next couple of months because there is a difference between a bunch of teams being able to to hold pace throughout the entire season and teams with really really great point guards being able to to push pace. I think it holds holds true when you look at the the pace ratings right now through the NBA. I know we're only uh, about 15 or 14 games in for most of these teams, but I think that you're starting to see kind of the cream rise to the top whereas at the beginning of the season everybody was skyrocketing in pace. Now it's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Again, you're still hitting there's still astronomical amounts of points being scored tons and tons of fast-paced offense. The three-point game is exploding. Everybody's shooting a lot of threes, and that helps with the pace a little bit as well uh, because missed threes mean longer rebounds, mean you're getting to the other side of the court faster, you're picking up your offense a little bit. I get all that. But that said, if you look at the top teams in pace right now, <clears throat> the Atlanta Hawks, I'm sorry about my scratchy voice. I woke up this morning and I, a little bit of something, something caught in my throat. I don't know what's going on, so I apologize uh, real quickly about about my voice, uh, maybe getting a little bit, a little sick uh, to go into the weekend here. But uh, we're going we're going to play through. Don't you worry about that. But if you look at the top teams in pace, the Atlanta Hawks, Sacramento Kings, Los Angeles Lakers, New Orleans Pelicans, Milwaukee Bucks. So all these teams, you look at the Hawks. They have Trey Young, who's been playing really well as their point guard. Kings, we've already talked about how De'Aaron Fox has elevated his play from last season to this season, but also how that team has 
elevated their pace through De'Aaron Fox's play. We talked about that with Matt George on uh, the host of the Locked on Kings podcast. Los Angeles Lakers, Lonzo Ball has been playing better, uh, and they have the the incoming talent of LeBron James, who is also going to help find people down the court quickly. You have the the Pelicans, who have been playing up-tempo. You've got Drew Holiday, who has over the last couple of years, really elevated his game. And then you've got guys like Anthony Davis, who are this kind of unicorn big who can push the pace even with their size. And then you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, uber freak athlete in the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, All these guys have these elite players who are going to push the pace. But if you look more specifically, these guys, the Hawks, Kings, Lakers, they're getting elevated play from their point guards as well. So they're embracing pace, and they're using pace maybe to mask some defensive woes, but they also have uh, have elevated play from their point guards. And I don't, I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think that's an accident. I think the Timberwolves are seventh in pace because they are not only embracing a different style of play, but because Derrick Rose has elevated his play, because Tyus Jones is getting a decent amount of minutes, Derrick Rose is playing a lot. And so if you're looking at the at the Trailblazers, they're 16th in pace. That's a lot to do with how Damian Lillard is playing and his elevated play, his next step as far as even more efficient of a basketball player. And so all that to say that this team is going to come up fast and it's going to run off of and run through Damian Lillard. And so I really think that the Timberwolves' best course of action, maybe this is a long-winded way of saying this and putting this, but I think the key to slowing everything down, I think the I think so much of this offense still hinges on Damian Lillard and I know that every time he goes out for a few games or gets injured there's always the classic oh CJ McCollum could run this game could run this team could but so much of what and he, he is a fantastic player don't get me wrong McCollum is a fantastic player but being good for a few games and really being a great team for a season are totally different things and you see the consistency and you see the offensive production when Damian Lillard's on the floor, when they're able to run stuff through him, when they're able to speed up their offense because of him. And so because of that, my keys to the game for the Timberwolves here are slowing down Damian Lillard and matching their backcourt with the pace of their own backcourt, fighting fire with fire. So let's get into that for a second. On defense, I really would love to see Damian Lillard get trapped a lot. Really, they're going to try at the top of the key really early on screen you, especially really early on in the shot clock. They're going to try and screen you off of him. They're going to try and create space, and they're going to try and get your defense to compensate for that, and then Damian Lillard is going to find somebody off of that compensation. So you've got to do what the Portland or what the New Orleans Pelicans did last season in the playoffs against Portland. You've got to get up on those screens. You've got to clog up. And so when you're handing them off, when you're trying, when the Portland Trailblazers are trying to screen and you're handing off your defensive assignments, you're making that as messy and sloppy as possible. You're really playing all over that. So it's easy to switch and it's really hard for Damian Lillard to get off of that, off of that defense via the, 
by the, the, the screen. And so if you're getting up there and you're really clogging up those screens, I, it would be awesome if you could get somebody like Robert Covington or Andrew Wiggins too, somebody who's really long, Josh Okogie. These great athletes who are really, really long, really going to not only make this messy for the Trailblazers, but also really make it hard to see any passing lanes immediately off the screen, try and get the ball out of his hands quickly. It's going to make that messy and get one of those long athletes up there, really make that a mess for them. And I would really love to see them force a few turnovers out of Damon Lillard early. He can definitely, he has proven against the the Timberwolves that he can shoot himself out of a, out of a slump against the Timberwolves very early and very often. So I would like to see from him, from the Timberwolves is they try and get him in one of those slumps early. You know that he's going to probably be able to shoot himself out of it. You know that he's probably going to be able to to work himself out of it because he's an all-star level point guard. But it would be awesome to see him do something like Drew Holiday did early in that game on Wednesday where he goes one for eight in that first half. And yeah, you're probably going to have him bounce back in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. But if you can get him to get into a slump early, really get him in a funk early, and then try and take advantage of it, capitalize on that offensively. I think that would be a key for the Timberwolves and build up that lead. Again, they're going to give up leads. That's just what they're going to do. And Damian Lillard has been traditionally really good against the Timberwolves. 26 points against the Timberwolves last season in four meetings, shooting 45% from the field and 38% from the three-point range so Damian Lillard is going to find some spots going to find a rhythm against the the Timberwolves he feels comfortable against this team the the difference is is I I really think that if you can get him in a funk early really get this offense in a funk early you can try and build a 12 point lead a 10 point lead something like that going into the half and that gives you some protection gives you a little bit of a firewall against uh, one of those offensive explosions from the, the trailblazers Let's get to a quick break for some sponsors, and then I'm going to talk about the other half of this for the Timberwolves. So I mentioned that there was a couple keys to the game. The first was really getting on top of Damian Lillard early, making sure you're trapping and making those screens that they like to set for him at the top of the key messy, and really doing a good job handing off. You saw last year how well the Houston Rockets did when they just switched all the time, just kept switching, switching, switching on defense, and really just trusted each other, but coming off those screens, making sure you couldn't utilize the, the screen game or pick and roll game because you're switching so aggressively and how well that worked for them last year. I think that's the way you beat this team in the Portland Trailblazers for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You just got to be uber aggressive switching really quickly. The second game in the thing in this game that I'm going to be looking out for is the backcourt. I didn't see, I was looking through injury reports on ESPN and on uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal, I didn't see anything on Derrick Rose. So he should be playing tonight. He should be out there tonight on the court. I think that really helps because I think that he pushes the pace of this basketball team to another level. I think, like I said the other day, I think that there were times when Jeff Teague really bogs down this offense. And I think that Jeff Teague should really only be only be playing uh, about 22 to 26 minutes a game I'd really love to see Derrick Rose out there for at least 20 minutes 
And I would really, I'm excited to see what he can do pushing the ball offensively. But I thought that Tyus Jones pushed the ball well, as well, against the against the Pelicans the other night. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to really force the the defense to play the full court, not in the half court. And you've got to play quickly against them. Get buckets quickly. This team turns, the Portland Trailblazers has turned the ball over a lot. You saw that Timberwolves capitalize on the turnovers a lot against the Pelicans on Wednesday. And so I think that that's another one of those keys where if you can get some turnovers, if you're trapping Damian Lillard early and you're you're getting some extra possessions off of a couple steals when you're making a screen or, or making a pick and roll kind of messy and there's an ill-advised pass there that you're able to grab, getting down the, the court quickly capitalize on on that fast turning uh, a couple a couple possessions into a, a four or five point lead on the the trailblazers real quick i think is a way to kind of get them on their heels kind of forcing them into some situations they don't like maybe getting the ball out of damian Lillard's hands because you're being so aggressive defensively around him all that stuff would be really good and I think, too, you see some three-point shots really open up for the Timberwolves as well. If you're getting down the court quickly and you're forcing this team to try and collapse in on the paint quickly because of the danger of Derrick Rose just slashing or Josh Okoge just slashing really quickly down the court for an easy two, you're going to lose somebody in the corner. And I think that's where you can find Covington or Sarge and find two or three easy threes for this team is when you're when you're finding those transition when you're finding those threes in transition quickly. And then finally, I think that just making the extra pass, making sure that you're being active with the basketball, the offense can get really stagnant, but it's really, really fun to watch it when they're they're going full bore uh, in the passing game and in the passing attack, really passing around the perimeter. You have Covington now. You have Wiggins, who was shooting confidently from three. Josh Okogi was shooting well from three. Make sure that's running into this game. Make sure that's bleeding into this game and and really affecting how this game turns out. Passing that ball around the perimeter, making sure you're making that extra pass to get the guy wide open. I think that's going to really help their three-point game. And they need it in this game, too. They need to be able to shoot about 40% from three. They need to knock down a bunch of them. I, would, I think that if they're going to win this game, the box score has to read something like like at least at least 32 threes attempted and you probably have to knock down 11 of them at least to be in this game and i think also if you're looking at the box score at the end of the game and they're finding a successful outcome they need to have about 8 10 steals as well so a lot of threes about 8 to 10 steals and really careful with the basketball on their end. They need to only turn over the ball like 11 times, something like that, uh, 10 times. If they can keep it into some single-digit turnovers for themselves and get 8, 10 steals, make the Trailblazers play sloppy, that's how you win this game. And that's how that's how you find a victory. Because, again, I, 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 I I'll be disappointed if people are out there tweeting about a run that the Trailblazers made. If you're surprised by this Timberwolves defense, you're not watching carefully enough. But what you do need to see is you do need to see them make strides in this game, on, in transition, fast break, in the fast break, uh, off of turnovers. That's how they're going to get their edge. So one, bang the table over and over with this. That this is how this defense is going to look. It's not going to be great, and there's going to be frustrating times, but this is how they they can play defense. So this is really their way to, to try and cover up some of their defensive inefficiencies.
And there's a way to really you see you've seen the really ugliest parts of the Trailblazers offense when you get them playing sloppy and you get them playing turnover prone. And if you can get them into that style even for two quarters, then the Timberwolves got this game. Uh, I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting Derrick Rose to play, so I'm expecting big things out of him. I'm hoping they play him enough minutes. If he gets 20 minutes, I think that he ends up with 18 or 22 points and probably 10 assists. And I think that this is going to be a big game for Covington and Okogie. I think that these guys can really hurt. I think Okogie can really hurt the Portland Trailblazers in transition and in the fast break. And I think that he's going to end up with four steals and uh, and 17 points. And I think that Covington is just going to find a real rhythm from three. Second game here in a Timberwolves uniform. And it's another home game, really building the comfort level for him. What a nice, it's really nice for the new guys that they were able to join the Timberwolves right at the beginning of this home stretch. So they've got a few home games in front of their new home crowd to really get comfortable with this team before they embark on the road. So I think that he's going to find some openings against this Portland Trailblazers team. I think they're going to feed him a lot. I feel like he probably gets a lot of minutes again just trying to figure this team is trying to figure out the best lineups to put him in. And he's kind of he's kind of like a, a brand spanking new toy for the coaching staff because they can put him in so many different lineups and they're still trying to figure out the very best ways to utilize him. So I feel like he plays a lot of minutes in this game. And I think the result of that is he's going to find a lot of threes against a, a softer defense, and he's going to he's going to end up with a twenty point game here. So those are my predictions. I'm thinking the Timberwolves are going to win this one, uh, one eighteen to one ten. One eighteen to one ten is my score prediction for the Timberwolves to beat the Trailblazers tonight at the Target Center. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.